right. Well, we're live. What's going on, everybody? Give some people some time to get into the uh, the live chat here. But yeah, welcome back. You know what it is. It's the Nooner Nation podcast for Nooners by Nooners. I am joined tonight by a special Nooner that I met uh, during that infamous weekend in Austin for the Hard AF launch party. I'm oh, with, yeah. Yeah. Like, I uh, bet you just, I'm on with uh, Megan. Is it Brosman or Brosman? Brosman. Brosman. We met at the uh, the Nooner house party the night before that got pretty wild out of uh, Beth and Greg's Airbnb. I feel really bad. I just want to poor Beth. I, I have, I think I have her on Facebook, but I never said anything. And she was like, Oh yeah, my wine glass is the one with the lipstick on it. And I'm like, Oh, the hooker red lipstick. And I was joking, but everyone was like, God damn. And I was totally joking. I hope she doesn't think I'm a punt or something. Oh, I, I think she would probably brush that one off pretty easily. <laughs> Beth seems like somebody wouldn't let that bother her too much. She probably actually thought it was funny, but we're all so drunk. She probably didn't like even understand what we were saying. And I call my red lipstick, my hooker red lipstick or prostathought red. Prostathought. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So like I said, we're live again. Sorry. Last week had some sort of weird technical issue. Yeah. So I spent all, we, we killed the feed. I spent, probably another two hours Thursday night trying to figure out what was going on. And then Friday spent a lot of time trying to figure out what was going on. Um, ended up just unplugging everything, plugging it all back in the exact same way. And it started working again. So you sound like a real it guy. Cause that's what they yeah. always say to me. They were like, did you try yeah. unplugging it and plugging it back in? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was my first thought. I was like, oh, it expert over here. Plug it shit in and plug it back in, and it typically fixes the problem. So, but cool. So, before we came on live here, uh, before we went live, you're saying uh, a little bit of a rough Thursday for you? It was definitely a Thursday. Um, so, I've been fostering a puppy mm-hmm. that I think a drink and bro is actually going to adopt, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I was fostering a puppy. I had to foster this drop her off because I'm going to New Orleans this weekend. I'm doing a bunch of spooky girl stuff, urban legend stuff. And, uh, and I had to get a rental car and like, that was a nightmare. Insurance companies are straight up evil. And it was just, it was a, it was a nightmare. Oh, and I had a job interview I had to get to at some point today. So it was just a nightmare. Yeah. Thank God for alcohol sometimes. Cause. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sounds like you need a drink after all that. Greg, I see you. Thanks. I'll uh, turn the mic up a little bit here. But yeah. Hi. Hi, everyone. Say hi to me in the the, the live, live chat. Yeah. Do you uh do you get into the live chats much for like drinking bros or anything? Um, not really for drinking bros. I try to get on failure to stop, and I used to be on in the iconoblast feed all the time but i go to bed like i'm a grandma i'm in bed by oh, yeah. like 8 39 o'clock every night so oh no i feel that i feel bad because uh like joel and coop i love those guys and i love the show i've been on it before and uh but yeah like for me two kids a job and shit like nine o'clock is and sometimes i mean they've had just a couple episodes go go long so i yeah. catch it when i can you know uh, 
always watch it in the morning for sure. But uh, that is a fun live chat for Icono Blast, though. It is. I get in the Jack Sesh live oh, chats yeah. too. I'm just like, I'm just here for the dog. And then Joel will like pan the screen over to Taco, the, his mm-hmm. um, Jack's dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thanks, fam. <laughs> yeah. Did you get in on any of that? Uh, the 10 hour marathon last last week? No, but I saw that there was like a part two going on and like some other non-sensory and I was just like and then I like popped back in and he's like Jack and Coop are just like really into like this like history conversation and it was just a budding romance just getting deeper and deeper by the minute yeah for sure I think it like Friday night's episode went till like I don't know what time it went to but I know People were telling me like the, this podcast got brought up a couple of times and stuff, but when we watched it, it was like nine and a half hours long. So I was like, yeah, can somebody like maybe narrow down where I need to go to? Cause like, I'm not going to watch this for nine and a half hours. And then, and then Saturday night he went back on. I don't even know how long he went for Saturday night. I can't find that episode, but uh, it's always a good time. I typically try to call in if I get a couple minutes. Jack's a good guy. I think, uh, I reached out to him about Cubbit Odd, so I think we'll see if he comes on the show sometime soon. But Jack's super nice. He's a really nice guy. I met him. He's he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I was kind of bummed I didn't get to meet him when I was in Austin. He was a uh, he was busy that weekend, but I'm sure I'll meet him eventually. Um, especially if he comes on the show, obviously. But yeah, but that was a fun weekend. Um, lost my train of thought. Anyways, so. <laughs> From, well, from there, we'll go. You already know. If you're listening, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, go to iTunes. Rate five stars. Leave a review. Like I said, I don't care what the review says. It could be funny. You can talk shit about how my voice sounds like Tiger Woods with a sinus infection. I really don't care. Um, so just as long as you leave a review, that's what they care about. And uh, if you listen on Spotify, you can review on there now. I'm starting to get some... Uh, some reviews there. I'm five stars on Spotify. Somebody left me a one star review on iTunes. I want to meet this person. They left a one star review, but not a or a one star. Yeah, but then leave a review. I was like, well, come on, coward, leave a review if you're gonna like, give me a one star. Someone doesn't like you. This is Someone thinks true. you're dumb. Mm. A lot <laughs> of people think I'm dumb. Doesn't mean they don't have to like like they don't like me. But but yeah. Um. So. Again, we had this episode completely all planned out for uh, last week, so it made this week's prep a little easier, uh, except for, you know, obviously car accidents and job interviews on your point. Uh, how'd the job interview go? Hopefully you weren't too flustered from uh, all the chaos and stress. Let me tell you something. I The only thing that bothered me about my interview is my outfit because I didn't get a chance to change and that's the only thing it's for Ulta it's like something because I'm going to be a full-time college student soon and I need something you don't have to be there Monday through Friday nine to five so I'm going to college I'll be double majoring gonna be a nightmare and I needed something to like fill the gap like income wise right (laughs) so I'll be at Ulta hopefully but I like walked in in like this dress and like my boobs are kind of out and I didn't want to be on youtube like that and i'm just like sitting there talking to this other woman i'm like look i'm normally way more polished than this and she was like you're fine like yeah she was like how like 
like what's going on and i'm like i had a day and i told her at the act like what i told you with insurance companies are evil and she was like okay yeah. <laughs> she, that's you're okay all right well hopefully outside of that hopefully you nailed the interview so yeah you're looking for uh looking for employment that's a little flexible on hours huh yeah i mean you know i mean if there's a there's other things that i that i dabble in that's make your own hours if you know what i'm saying but uh i'm trying to be a doctor someday so i can't throw my whole self into that oh yeah so what are you talking about like you out walking the streets at night or something what's going on <laughs> only fans i mm. have an only fans so oh dope well shout that out i'm sure some people want to go see that it's, it's very soft. It's not, it's not very hardcore at all. My ears are hot. Um, it's weird that I'm like shy about it on a public forum, but, okay. uh, but, um, yeah, I have to put the link back in my Instagram bio, but yeah, I have an OnlyFans. You can see my boobs on there and how oh. many tattoos I have. Right. So. <laughs> right. And you pointed out your ears. You go, do you go heavy on the ear content? Oh, uh, sometimes I put a dick in my ear. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kidding. I I was just playing with my with my earrings and. Gotcha, gotcha. You ever go like feet stuff? I was talking to a dude related today about how much money people make selling pictures of their feet, which is, I mean, to each their own. But. You know what's weird, and I, you know, I'm just gonna be like a little sentimental real quick. Like, there's a lot of lot of women who are like oh, I couldn't do it because I'm not confident or I don't have a perfect body. Like, I don't either. And I don't think many people, like, in real life do. Like, as a matter of fact, I know that they don't. Um, But there's something for everybody, okay? Like, whatever you got, someone likes it and will pay money to see it. Period. Period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, again, I've been telling my wife, like, sell pictures of your feet. Have you seen how much money? Like, your socks? Yeah, like guys like to see there's people who like to see feet like crunch up jello and yeah. like and like cake. Yeah, it's, it's it's nothing new. There's a King of the Hill episode about it. Peggy gets uh wrapped up in the the foot fetish film industry. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but that sounds that sounds great. Are you are do you, have you seen King of the Hill at least though? Um, I know the propane tanks and propane accessories, uh, yeah. and I know the rap song. <laughs> yeah, his uh, so yeah, Hank, his wife, um, has like massive feet in the show. It's like an ongoing joke, and she's at a podiatrist's office, and he's like, you know what? I would really like you to model your feet for me, and she thinks it's like this empowering thing, like to help women with big feet. And it turns out he's just like selling it, selling the on- pictures on like some po- like foot porn site. <laughs> That's awesome. And she's yeah. like, yeah, she's like, you know, like walking over, like at first it starts out like pictures of like her feet, like on like roses. And then she's like, she's like, are you sure? Like this is empowering. She's like walking through like a pan of baked beans. You know, you know what? That's another thing too. Like if another thing is, if you're thinking about starting an OnlyFans, draw your lines and draw them hard. Oh yeah. But like seriously, like draw a hard line with like where your morals are and where you stand, and make sure you're comfortable with everything you put out there. Because my shit got leaked, oh shit, um, already, and I don't go super hardcore on there. 
And every time I post something, I'm like, would I be real upset if my boss saw this? And I'm like, it's a frontal. You're an adult. Grow up. You know? So. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. Like if you got it and you're comfortable doing it, like make some money. Like again, obviously hard lines. You hear some, I'm sure people get weird on there fast, but people like sell their souls. Like there was this one chick on there. She was like follow for follow. And she was like 20, but she was like really like, like hardcore. And I'm like, yeah, getting nasty on there. You're going to be like 25 one day and look back and be like, shit. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I that's something I think has come out, uh, you know, kind of lately, like in like the traditional porn industry. Like a lot of these women, like Mia Khalifa now has talked about, like she only did it for like three months or something. Like all that content she has is three months. And now like she kind of like, it seems like she kind of regrets it. I mean, she said she made decent money, but now like that is her whole life. Like three months of what she did is now like what she identifies as. She's fighting really hard to like get over that. Yeah. Like I I'm doing a, I'm going for pre-med and I'm like, okay, like if, and I think to myself, like, okay, if this ever gets out, it's what society going to say. And like with what I have on there, it's going to just be like titties. Yeah. And everybody's got those like, as long yeah. as you're not doing like wild ass shit on there, like, eh, who cares? But, yeah, exactly. So where uh, where are you going to school? Um, Texas State. Okay. Is that like near Austin, or is it like an online program? Mm-mm. Nope. It's um in uh San Marcos, and I I actually moved to Texas to get into that school because they have a body farm, like an anthropology farm. Oh yeah. Um, Tennessee has one too. But they have a really robust anthropology program, and I want to be a forensic pathologist one day. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, the one in Tennessee, I have a cousin who um, is a, I always mess it up, an entomologist? Entomologist? Like Like bugs. Bugs? Entomology? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he got to go to the body farm out in Tennessee one time and, like, see what, like, what levels of you know, human decay, do certain bugs start to show up and stuff like that. And I was like, what was yeah. that like? He's like, uh, it's kind of creepy, but interesting. It's really weird. Like certain flies will do certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if a body is moved, you'll have like a different kind of fly or a different kind of insect. I'm actually reading about it in a, in a book that I got. It's called, it's, I'm sorry, this is so serious. It's called oh, The Corners. Yeah. Um, and it takes place in Louisiana and it's like this corner who's, who's kind of going through like it's it's written very like blunt it's like reading a podcast almost and he's just going a to a to z and he was uh he ended up working on like the hurricane katrina cases and identifying bodies and stuff and apparently like a big rash of murder like broke out and was knocking futs and like nobody got um nobody got like proper funding for things and they were building morgues and restaurants and like the freezers and refrigerators and shit using those stainless steel tables and all that crap. Like it's, it's, it's wild. It's kind of sad too, but uh, yeah. And he talks about the bugs and it's really crazy. Like he only goes into it for like two pages and it's like, I, it's nuts. It's so interesting. Yeah. That's wild. Right. Um, uh, see, hey, I saw your comment. Yeah. Like, so, 
We're going to start talking here in a second about uh, Urban Legends. I forgot what it was. Some, it was one of the live shows for Drinking Bros. Um, or live chats, and somebody was mentioning... I forgot what brought it up. But somebody brought up Walt Disney being frozen. And I was like, oh, that's dope. And I was like, we should talk about like wild urban legends. Um, so yeah, Sea Hapes, the, the, Zoom, the Zoom link for everybody watching is uh, down in the description. So uh, if you have one you want to talk about, or just want to get in on a conversation, uh, zoom in. You know, I can't yeah. promise everybody's gonna get gonna get on tonight, but if you zoom in, uh, we'll see. I mean, and then uh, also Jessica Cream Pie Jessica said, "Oh, she's smart, smart." <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you probably met her that same weekend, right? I think I did, and you guys kept calling her Cream Pie, and she's just like this, like sweet individual who's just kind of low key chilling. Yeah, don't let her fool you. She's nasty. I she had me fooled. I'm just so. kidding. I'm just kidding. Jessica's <laughs> awesome. Jessica's awesome. We, me, and her were laughing hysterically the next morning after the hard AF party about how drunk we still were. Like ten o'clock the next morning. So I did so many cringe things, and like that picture of me like flipping off the camera. Oh yeah. Like, that, like as soon as Joel took it, he was like, "That's going up." And uh, I'm like, fuck it, fine. And now I see it, ev- like, for a month, I saw it everywhere uh, before they started creating content. And I'm like, that wasn't me. That was Linda. <laughs> is Linda, is that what happens when you drink uh, too many hard AFs? You become Linda? Mm-hmm. No, okay. okay. So, yeah, like I said, we're going to talk um, urban legends. There's always some fun ones out there. Like I said, like, I'll, I'll start. I think this one's really interesting. Uh, Walt Disney, the urban legend is, and it depends on where you look, either his whole body or just his head is uh, cryogenically frozen and stored in a special facility underneath the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So I don't know if anybody's heard of that one. Have you, have you heard of that before this? I've never heard of it until you said something and like put it in that post. But right. wasn't he like really big into eugenics? And like, wasn't he like Hitler Youth or something? And like, like uh, that's what I heard about it. He was like Hitler Youth, or like his dad was Hitler he, Youth. Or something. I think he was um like uh in the build up to like the world like World War Two, and I, I might be wrong. I think he was a bit of an yeah a bit of a Nazi sympathizer, um, probably like a lot of people that it never gets admitted a pretty anti-Semitic person I'm sure. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of things about Walt Disney not exactly being the greatest person when it came to uh, his political and racial leanings, um, mm-hmm. but or religious leanings, whatever. But. Um, also, I've heard he's kind of a dickhead to work for. Who knows? Anyways, um, uh, he was big. I don't know about eugenics. He was really big into, like, what the future would look like and building, like, uh, you know, an, a super modern advanced future. That's, like, what uh, Space Mountain, I think, or Epcot, one of those parks were all about. Like, I think Epcot was supposed to be, it stands for something. I can't remember, but, like, Epcot originally, before being a theme park, he was wanting to build like some insane self-contained, like ultra modern city. 
that like had its own economy and all this weird shit. Um, yeah, everybody in the chat saying that he was super racist, um, anti-Semitic. Oh, and was okay. And into eugenics. Okay. There you go. I guess, uh, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're sympathizing with that certain, uh, German political party, you're probably pretty interested in eugenics, but with that, yeah, he, uh, I guess starting in like the early seventies, like these rumors started floating around. And I think like a magazine article was written about how somebody from a local newspaper, when they found out that Walt Disney had died, snuck into like the Burbank hospital where his body was and saw him like his body being put into like a large cylindrical tube full of liquid. Yeah. I think I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's like what started this. And again, like it depends on where you, I didn't like go super sleuth looking for research. It was like whatever the top things Google gave me kind of thing. Um, (laughs) you didn't go past page one. No, uh, you go past like on something like this, you go past page one on Google, you're going to start getting into some really weird shit, you know, that's the best place to go. Yeah, I know. I should have like, yeah, Reddit. I'm sure I can probably find some really crazy shit on Reddit if I was brave enough to, I'm too innocent for Reddit. You know, I am. Yeah. I don't believe that at all. No, I can't do Reddit. Those people are like, people spin out real quick on Reddit. Um, now, I used to be a big fan of Tumblr when that was around. I don't know if you're... Are you familiar with Tumblr? I think I might be a little... I think I missed Tumblr. I think I missed it a little bit. It was like they were trying to be like a mix between Pinterest and Twitter, and it just turned into porn. So... I was going to say, was that like a huge <laughs> like porn? It, 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 yeah, it turned like... They're like, oh, it's going to be like Pinterest and Twitter, and then it essentially just turned into like a library of porn gifts. So like, if you just want the gifts, like you go, you know, or gifs or however you pronounce it. I say gifts. I say gifts, you know, whatever. Uh, so yeah, again, I couldn't ever find definitive. Like some people say it's just his head that was frozen and just his body. Um, but he was kind of known for being interested in like cryogenics and, like, so yeah, some people say his head, he's like, I want my head frozen just in case like they can ever like reanimate a body for my head. And some people say his whole body. Um, there has, that, yeah. that I remember hearing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then, but as I was reading this, uh, the, in several interviews through since his death, so like the past couple of decades, uh, they've done interviews with, uh, like the person that runs the society of, uh, or sorry, the cryogenic society of California. And he confirms that, uh, like the months before Walt Disney's death, um, people from Disney had, uh, like called asking about like the facility, how many people they had frozen, like who's on their medical staff, like how one person, how somebody goes about donating their body to like cryogenic science. Um, but obviously this is an urban legend. So outside of like this guy's interview and the magazine article, which I went to go looking for the magic magazine article and 
like this supposed publication that this guy worked for doesn't even exist, has never existed. So that oh, kind of, I was going to say, does it exist now or hasn't? Because that was like how many years ago? That was so 66. So a long time ago. But I just, I just saw a, uh, uh, a chat in the live chat. I forget who it was, but he was like, wasn't he, uh, who was it? Ruben. Um, he said, wasn't he a kid toucher? And I don't know if he was a kid toucher, but I was listening to, um, dark history of like boy bands. Okay. And Walt Disney was so forget I don't I don't remember the name of the boy band but it was like the first one it was like like a like a barbershop quartet and oh, they yeah. get like they get like this big gig at Disney and there's only one person there and that person happened to be Walt Disney and Walt Disney actually back in the day had like a Disney after dark okay. show which sounds kind of porny a little bit yeah Disney after dark that weird okay um but uh, these kids were on it, and that's as far as I got with it. But yeah. they were, they were like, it was basically like these kids were in a boy band, and they ended up making like all this money and like working their asses off, like crazy hours. And they had them, I can't imagine like what kind of like diets and stuff they had them on at the time or whatever to keep them, keep them up and going or what yeah. they even did to these kids. But yeah, he that was that was a little bit weird. Yeah, so they're kind of like a uh, like an old timey barbershop quartet version of BTS. Are you familiar with BTS? Facts. That uh, super popular K-pop band. No, I won't nope. even get into it. Then you don't want to know. So, yeah, I don't know about anything about Walt Disney. Uh, being creepy around kids. I've heard, like I, like we talked about, I've heard all the like Nazi sympathizer stuff and uh, I guess obviously new gen- or eugenics. Uh, also, I don't think he was super thrilled about women's rights when it came to like working. I don't think anyone was back then. I mean, yeah, I don't know. We let you drive. What else do you want? I know. <laughs> I know. We let I know. You, we let you think your vote matters. Now you want to work? Like, sheesh. I know. It's bad. Oh, you want to leave the kitchen? Yeah. Like, think again. Here, here you are wanting to be a doctor. You know, what an I age. Know. What an age. I know. I know. It's crazy. What an age. I would probably be burned at the stake by now. Probably. <laughs> probably. Well, at least the Saudis do something right. <laughs> that was a joke. I see, your, uh, I see your big-ass dog coming in and out of frame. Dude, I'm sorry, guys. No, no. Betty. People love dogs. What? Here she is. This is... this is. There she is. Hello. <laughs> so, Betty? That is Betty. She's a Connie Corso. She's... All she does is cuddle and sleep and snore. That's it. Yeah, probably probably eats a lot by the looks of her. No, no, she really doesn't eat that much. I feed well comparatively, right? Right. Like, I'm, I'm not saying like, I'm not sorry. I wasn't implying she was fat. I'm just saying she's a very big dog. No, but like people, like I was a veterinary technician for a while, and people think like Betty will eat 
like a whole trough of food Mm -hmm. when really I feed her, I use a measuring cup to feed her because I do care about her weight because she's a bigger girl, hips, all that stuff Mm -hmm. is important. Um, I feed her three cups a day. Okay. There are three cups in the twice a day. Three, three cups. cups so six cups. cups of food a day. Yeah. How, like how how much does she weigh? She's probably a pretty big dog. She weighs one hundred and ten pounds. Yeah. So yeah, she yeah, it's pretty big. She weighs about as much as my wife does. Yeah, I have about twenty pounds on Betty, thirty pounds on Betty. You ever uh, like? Is she big enough to like when you're taking her for a walk? Does she ever see something? She wants to go look at, and you're pretty much just going with her. Um, when she was a puppy, yeah, but I nipped that in the bud through extensive, like, actual training. Like, I spent a lot of money training her, right. um, getting other people to help me train her, um, because I don't, I don't play that. Like, I, I know what I have on the end of my leash, and I made sure that I had control. You know, right. Yeah, um, I think we, we talked about this last week when we were trying to do this show. I've been uh, re-watching Game of Thrones, and I'm pretty sure Ramsey, that crazy son of a bitch, has a couple of those dogs, right, of that breed? Mm-hmm. It was on set. I was watching interviews because I'm like, that looks like a Pressa, and Connie Corso and Pressa are kind of like similar, right. um, but their faces are a little bit different, like the way that their eyes are set. Um but there is, I was watching interviews and there were two Kane Corso and two presses on the set. But the one in the scene where it's like snout to face, uh-huh. it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a pressa. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it, it, she looks big, but she looks like a sweetheart. Yes. Un- unless it's dark out and you come into my house and I didn't let you in. Oh, I'm sure. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the hope, right? Like, um, Right now, I mean, I have a 15-year-old basset hound, so, he, you know, he's he's to the point now where, like, he doesn't even want to cuddle. He just wants to sleep and eat. Um, but, yeah, one of these days when we do get another dog, I want something that's, especially, like, with kids now, like, they can play around, and the dog's going to be, like, nice and sweet. But if somebody comes around wanting to do something they're not supposed to be doing, that dog's going to be big enough to fuck somebody up. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Corsos are the way to go for that, but be careful on who you get them from. I could go on a tangent. We're not going to go there. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that next time we have you on when you're uh, in school. You can tell us all about, you know, seeing dead bodies and shit. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's the Disney thing. Again, I, there's, it's one of those things that has become like an urban legend has become so widespread that wherever you look, the story's just different every time. So I just tried to find like the common factors in all of this. And it all started from a news article that, or uh, from a news article. But when you try to go find a news article, like there's all these sites saying like the newspaper never existed. It's just a, a rumor mill thing. Sure. But I mean, if you think about like 1966, there wasn't, there wasn't the internet wasn't around. So, like, how did rumors like this become so widespread if it wasn't, like, published in something? Well, I listen to a lot of true crime. I'm <laughs> sure everyone is shocked. Um, and people want to be a part of something big, especially back then. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sociologist, but it seems like everyone wants to be a part of something. Everybody wants to be a part of the big story. So, even um, during the 
Villisca or Basilica Axe murders, which are like in the early 1900s. That was in Iowa, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I live in Iowa. Yeah, it's a big thing. Does Iowa even exist? Um, so those those axe murders back in that day, like people came from all over. Oh, yeah. They still do. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, a big thing. Yeah. Uh, I think even if you spend enough money, you can spend the night in the house or something. I would... Oh man, I would do that. I know. My wife wants to do it. Uh and I'm just like, no. She's also like she wants to like buy a Ouija board. And I'm like, no. Don't do that. She's like, Do you think Ouija boards are real? And I was like, mm, no. But I'm not gonna fuck with it. You know, exactly. when have you ever heard about somebody fucking around with a Ouija board ever being a good thing? Not never. Yeah, no. So we well, talk about like, yeah, true crime stuff. I think, uh, well, the, the Velasca Axe murderers, that's not really an urban legend. That, that actually happened. Um, yeah. If I remember you, cor- correctly, like, yeah, a family here in Iowa, like, people were like, oh, why haven't we seen anybody from this family in a couple of days? And they go into the house and, like, every single person in the family is just, like, hacked to death in their beds. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty bad. And, like, there was, uh, but the point was, like, they were hacked to death. I think mirrors were even beginning to get covered and stuff like that. Um, so there's like a lot of like superstition with that case too, but everybody from around the area wanted to see it. And there was all kinds of people showing up for it. Like, and kind of like they read an article or a pamphlet back in right. those days and everyone just kind of like flocked to it. Yeah. So I wonder like, I mean, that was, that was long before Disney ever died. I think that was like in the thirties or something, twenties or thirties. It was way before then, but he, yeah. the point, the point remains that people yeah. want to be part of something. So yeah. as soon as they read something, they're going to run rampant with it. And yeah. witnesses will like, we won't even like, there'll be witnesses that come forward that don't really know shit, but they just want to be a part of it. So they'll say right. that they know something about a murder and it so, won't be a real thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. C Hapes is going nuts in the, the live chat. The yeah, the Zoom lines are open, bro. Like it's Zoom. Just the links in the in the description. Just hit it. Like not difficult. I'll have a if you want to come on, I'll see if my wife will come up and baby bird fireball into my mouth. C Hapes loves that. <laughs> come on. Um so the, yeah, the the Vlax Act one thing Paul, when you said true crime, but um which even that I don't know if this is an urban legend, but like the Black Dahlia murder has a lot of like mis like mystery behind it. And the Black Dahlia murder is interesting because like there's several suspects that are super strong. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like the there's like a photographer guy I can't really think of his name, but there was a photographer that did all those pictures that you hear about. Right. Or see. Um. Oh, here he comes. Yep. And then uh, there's a bunch of other like men there hi oh god how are you gonna uh see hapes how are you gonna drive hold your phone and jerk off at the same time i am gonna call your insurance company oh his audio is connecting he didn't hear me talking shit about him but uh oh you there there we go there we go i was just asking you're obviously for the audio listeners uh or boy Matt Seahapes just called in and he, uh, while driving, his phone is obviously 
on his crotch looking up. Um, yep. So you must be some kind of wizard where you can drive, zoom, and jerk off at the same time. Sulking tight in your anus. I mean, wasn't he doing that with him and Womb Raider around? Uh, I think he was driving. He, he parked. He parked. Was, I got to go back to work, so I, uh, I only got a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. So Urban Legends, I know you've, uh, you've I think you've got a Bigfoot story. The Squatch, dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, buddies of mine were up north. I actually wasn't involved in this, so it's a secondhand story, but it's uh, from a credible source. Truth there's a place, they always are. There's a place called Pancake Lake in northern Minnesota by Grand Rapids. A uh, really good buddy of mine, coworker of mine, grew up up there. And the lake is only accessible via four-wheeler or, like, float plane. But, I mean, four-wheeler is basically how they get there. It's their hunting camp. They've been hunting up there since, I think, 86, like, the entire his entire family. So they got, like, a – I think the lake's, like, 30, 40 acres, so not big at all. Well, it's deer season, and it's warm deer season, so they just – the lakes aren't frozen over yet so after dark obviously you can't hunt you can still fish so these dudes being like outdoorsy guys just want to go out there and fish so they're probably have been drunk since they woke up at 4 a.m to walk to their deer stands so super lit up but i don't know if you guys have ever heard like bigfoot will do like wood knockings and like whooping noises so they heard like the whoops and i ain't gonna fucking imitate it but no you don't have a good you don't have a squatch call I'm not fucking. Do your squatch call. Do what you want. You guys heard of like all gas, no brakes? Goes to northern Minnesota for like a Bigfoot convention. It's fucking hilarious. Look that shit up when this is over. There's dudes that go up there and they go squatching, which is actually very near like where the story is. Okay. They're in the middle of the lake, fucking bobber fishing, like catfishing fucking all wasted they hear all the whoops and then they hear the wood knockings so craig takes the two paddles and starts knocking them together and they every time he would call it would reply and they had like a i think good fucking led floodlights so they had like the big ass like incandescent floodlight shined it and the only thing they got back were eyes because they were probably a couple hundred or a couple hundred yards offshore but he's like Fully fucking, I mean, you can get, you can gauge the height from where they're at. Fully fucking believes it. And then deer about to run in front of me. I'm the safest driver there is. <laughs> and then that same week, there was a woman that was, you know, end of a dirt road situation, uh, doing dishes in her kitchen, looked out in the fucking, the same squatch, they figure, was looking in her fucking window. And they had footprints too. It's it made. I don't remember Time Magazine. I know it wasn't National Geographic. It was a magazine like you wouldn't think. It was either like USA Today. Well, I guess that's a newspaper. It must have been Time Magazine. So, huh. proof. I don't know if that's proof, but here's the thing: you can't. Time Magazine makes questionable people people of the year. So yeah. Hitler, whatever. I mean, he was a good guy before the war. <laughs> I reckon he was when he was a baby. I don't know. Terrible artist. Terrible today. artist. Nobody talks about that enough. How bad of an artist Hitler was. Yeah. It might be what turned him 
you know, the way he was. People just hated his art, and he's like a whiny little bitch about it. But, but so we'll let you go, see Hapes. But before you get off, it is completely unfair for you to tell this story and not give us a Squatch call. Like, I don't know. Like, people need to know what it hears about. Like, what is the Squatch call? What's it? David, what is it? David didn't do a shoey, so I'm not doing a fucking Squatch call. Oh, come on, bro. Let's see if I can find us. <laughs> do a squatch call. I'm not doing a fucking squatch call. No oh. fucking way. All right. Well, you have fun at work tonight. Yeah. And I uh, leave early today. It's time to go back. And if somebody listening right now in the live chat can do a squatch call, call in and do your best squatch call. So. All right, dude. Well, thanks for calling in, dude. Love you, buddy. Yeah, we'll see you, man. Work. I always do. No, wait. Don't report to Zoom. No. Oh, so speaking of uh, Sasquatches, we got another big guy calling in here. We'll let on. Then I want to hear though, Megan. You brought up um, your local urban legend, right? Which is like the goat donkey lady. Donkey lady. Come on, Davey. Yo, guys, what's up? Nothing, what? man. Sup, sis. How are you doing? I'm doing just dandy. Megan's, uh, Megan's about to regale us with uh, the story of the donkey lady. I'm assuming it's not the donkey lady we're thinking of immediately. I will tell you what I thought when I saw this. Okay. I thought... There are people doing questionables with donkeys, okay? Mexico. Yeah. Exactly. Donkey shows. Please stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. And I'm the worst for podcasts. I have ADHD. I can't sit Is she still. doing is she doing her uh is your dog doing a squatch call? Is that what she's trying to do? She's doing a mom, there's someone outside. I need you to handle this because I'm not going to oh, call. Gotcha. Um wimp. Um, so this donkey lady, it's actually kind of sad and scary, but there's a, there's a bridge in a San Antonio area, Uh um, in like a rural part of San Antonio It's blocked off now and they actually do ghost tours on it. But, um, back in the 1800s, um, back in the 1800s, there's, there's two different versions of this story. Okay. So it's not what you think. No one's fucking donkeys on a bridge. Okay. But, um, well, then move on. I know, I know. It's like not exciting at all. It's actually really scary and kind of tragic if it's true. But basically, there's this farm and this family living on the farm. It's the husband, the wife, and a couple of kids. And this rich kid, um, his dad works in San Antonio. He's some big politician. He comes up and he starts like taunting this donkey. And donkeys are assholes and the donkey bites him and so the rich brat piece of shit just starts like kicking the shit out of the donkey and this family comes out and they're like what the fuck and so they start like throwing rocks at the kid so he gets out of here well the kid's like i'm telling my dad and so he goes back and he gets his politician dad and his politician dad is like oh so he comes and he burns the fucking barn on fire okay he burns down the barn him and a bunch of his buddies all with pitchforks like the whole scene like that little nikki scene you know what Uh i'm saying 
and uh, the guy comes out and he's trying to fight them off, but the wife comes out through the flames and everything somehow, and her face is like melted mm. into the shape of a donkey. It's like elongated, and her hands are melted so bad that they look like stubs and who like hooves. And she is like on on fucking fire. I mean, like she's severely burned. So she runs and she jumps into the river to put herself out, I guess, or to like relieve the pain, obviously water. And um, she's never seen again. So now people go to the bridge and they'll see, I guess there's like a farm there. I wish I had pictures, but there's like a, like a barn on this, on this piece of land where the, the farm used to be allegedly. And they can like see her face in the window. Some people have reported that there's been like sightings of this lady. Um, some people have reported that they've gotten like hooves, hoof marks in their cars and shit like that. And if you honk your horn, she goes away. Man, yeah, that's a that's a little darker than I thought it was going to go, you know? Yeah, super dark. And I was like, I was Googling. I was like, urban legends. And it was like, donkey lady. I'm like, she fucking donkeys, bro? And then, no. That's I know. Not. That's where my mind went. And then you told the story. And I lost most of both of my erections. Both? We'll get into that later. Okay. So, what's going on, Davey? What do you think about well, the donkey lady story? I've heard worse. <laughs> do, you, hey, me, do you have a squatch call? Whoop! It's literally just that. It's just a whoop. That's all why it is. Would I, why want to see apes do that? You tell me, dude. All I know is the squatch call is at least from... Because uh, back when I was playing rugby, we uh, did a camping trip. And I uh, got up in the middle of the night one night I'd take a piss. And I remember out in the distance, I just heard this awkward, like, this whooping sound. And it sounded like, uh, I would describe it, if Chewbacca was real and could talk, it sa- kind of reminded me of that. Okay. But uh, that, I mean, that's the only somewhat close of a Squatch experience I've ever had. But I, I can tell you that in other YouTube videos, because after I heard the sound, I remember I, I got back home from our trip and I um, jumped on YouTube and I started looking up just other Squatch encounters or other quote-unquote pieces of evidence. And I heard the same sound over and over and over again. And so that's when I kind of became like, I don't want to say a full believer, but I'm definitely a skeptic, especially since moving out here to Colorado. Yeah. You're a squatcher now. I'm not a squatcher. I just, I think that perhaps maybe, maybe, you know, cryptozoology isn't that far from us as uh, some would like to say. Uh, I truly think though, that we may have overlooked uh, part of our part of the gene pool or part of we might've overlooked a part of the human branches because there's definitely there's definitely something out there uh and people are like well how come we haven't found any bones or anything well i could make the same argument for how come we don't find bear skeletons out in the middle of the woods i mean sure people have found them but how often do we find them same with deer how often do we find deer skeletons all the time if you live in pennsylvania well well, yeah well they're they're everywhere out there in that part of the northeast well we haven't we haven't even found db cooper and we've been looking for him for years db cooper was a mormon in the air force i believe Oh yeah, well yeah. I, I uh, there was a um, FBI files documentary I saw years ago, hmm. but uh, it was about DB Cooper, and uh, the premise was this guy was like a Mormon. He was in the Air Force, and uh, they I guess apparently they found some kind of like a note or some kind of a rant, uh, some kind of like a note that he left at the bank that he robbed, and uh, they brought this guy in who kind of like they thought was the suspect. They had him do a handwriting sample, and it matched 
they had him read, I guess, whatever was muttered at the bank, and it matched. And um, apparently he was a Mormon Air Force guy. I mean, that's a very aggressive move for a Mormon, though. It, it's also the best cover. Yeah, fair. Fair. How about you? What's the, you have a local urban legend out there in uh, Colorado or something? Oh, gosh. Well, that depends. Do we, are we talking mountain legends? Ooh, or ooh, no. talking... I know one. Uh, like, cause you're kind of near Denver, right? 45 minutes North. Yeah. Like the Denver airport, right. Is like the home of the Illuminati and it's like a doorway to hell or something like that. It's not the Illuminati. The thing is back in that. So back before when the airport was being constructed and I've researched this myself, um, the first thing they did after they dug out the foundation was they installed like these ginormous bunkers, like these ginormous steel, like big tin boxes like at the very base of uh, of the foundation of the airport. And apparently, from what I've gathered, it was supposed to be a bomb shelter or it's supposed to be some kind of like a, if a tornado ever makes its way to that part of the state, it's supposed to act as like, I guess you could say subterranean protection. But the thing about these bunkers is the, they were ginormous. It was almost like you could fit like, it, it. there's plenty of room for, I guess you could say, world leaders to come meet, you know, okay. based on the size of these bunkers. But I also think that with Denver International Airport, any connections that exist, they will play them out to the public because it's like hiding in plain sight. Right. So, so which is why they, uh, one of their big tourist things that they do at the airport is they have like a, like a gremlin that's like automated. That'll, if you walk by it, it'll, so it'll go, Hey, what are you doing? It'll literally like talk to people as they walk by and it's an automated huh. gremlin. Huh? Right. Yeah, and they, uh, play, they play uh, on it. Yeah. I saw like a video one time with this guy. I saw the video because um, like the YMH podcast was making fun of this. There was a guy talking about like all the paintings and stuff in the airport so, all have like dicks in them. No, well. Or, you, listen, or phallic messaging, as the guy would there's say. There's a dick anywhere you look, okay? Exactly. If you're looking for dicks, you'll find one, okay? <laughs> exactly. You can make anything into a dick if you look hard enough. But uh, the thing about these paintings is, exactly. The thing is, these paintings, what they, what they, um, what they depict, it's essentially the end of the world or the apocalypse or like, you know, or for some people, it's the second coming. But that's what these paintings depict. It starts with like uh, happiness, joy, creation. And as the paintings progress, because there's like a series, I believe, of like three or four of them. The first one's very peaceful, very loving, very positive. And then it gets to the middle. And the middle is where you start to see little, it, more or less like 1984-esque kind of shit. Um, but as the painting progresses, it's like, a, I believe it's a series of four. I could be wrong, but. As the painting progresses, it essentially gets worse and worse and worse to the point where everyone's enslaved. It's like it depicts essentially like just the downfall of society. No. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick any. I've only ever been in the Denver airport once. There's That's a, in an airport before you get on a fucking plane. Yeah. And I think there's I, not enough annex in the world for me. Here's the it, thing. I was in the Denver airport. I didn't notice that. All I knew was. Two things about the Denver airport. I have relieved myself in the bathroom at the Denver airport because I was hurting pretty bad, you know, after a, a vacation at the beach with the kids that would not leave me and my wife alone. Like, I was like, I got I to gotta take care of this. It's hurting. So yeah. <laughs> I sympathize. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I was like racially assaulted in the Denver airport that same day. So. By a, what a, by a dude wearing the most ratchet Gucci flip flops I've ever seen in my life. 
Another thing about the Denver International Airport that I have to admit, uh, so outside the Denver International Airport is a giant blue Bronco. Like a yeah, red eyes, right? With red eyes. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing about it. When that thing was being constructed, that, that statue, the guy that made it, you know, he made everything anatomically correct. Well, the statue, right when he was finishing it, it fell on top of him and killed him. Right, yeah. And what's, what I find kind of ironic, or maybe coincidental for that matter, there's a professional rugby team in Australia called the Brumbies. If you look at their logo, it is virtually an homage to that Bronco and that statue because it has, it has a, a horse on its hooves with a mountain backdrop, and it's blue. Okay. And I find that really, really odd, the fact that a rugby team, an Australian rugby team, uh, would use for their main branding an actual, like, like a, something, like a, a horse, you know. And, and here's the thing. The Brumbies, they're in Canberra, which is like, I don't want to say it's beach town, but I also don't want to say it's country. Right. So, so the fact they would use a mountain range in their logo as well, to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they do that? That just, I find that really odd. Well, Maryland, they have they have all those wild horses and it is all um it's like somewhere between like a beach town and a, and a countryside too uh, frightening me in the chat says uh i'm assuming he's referring to the horse but he says blucifer uh i like heard. that blucifer i like that yeah. wonder, i've never heard i've never heard that before but it was so me. like so what do you think is going on at the denver airport <sighs> Having been all over that airport, mainly uh, Terminal B, because I fly United, so I always fly out of Terminal B. Um, I mean, they do have underground tramways. It's basically like a mini city there. You know, it's a, it's a huge airport. It really yeah. is. Uh, there's definitely there's definitely some interesting artifacts they have on display. Uh, some serious, like, birdie. Oh, birdie. They definitely have some unusual artifacts and things that are just... Like I've walked by a few items and I'm like, why the fuck would they have this out here? It just, it just doesn't make any sense to me because it's not really, it's not exactly something you'd want to see before traveling. Like they have some Aztec or some Mayan looking artifacts, things that are just things that don't necessarily associate themselves to uh, safe flight or safe travels. Right. Huh? Yeah, no, it doesn't sound it. And I, I've, so my first flight ever was to boot camp, and I sobbed the entire way to boot camp, and I'm still, I've flown a lot, like, especially from like Spain to other countries in Europe when I was stationed out there. And it's been every time I get on a plane, I'm not going to lie. I am hammered before I get on the plane because I'm like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die wasted. And I just, I'm never going to fly into Denver. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty much wasted every time I fly. It's not so much because of nerves. It's just because I'm a degenerate alcoholic. And once I get through TSA, time does not exist. It doesn't and I don't exist. trust anybody that's not drinking in an airport. Yeah. No. Once I get to the United yeah, well, before I, like, I think I've pretty much, I'm, I'm done with drinking after the Super Bowl party. But <laughs> before, but when I get to the United Lounge, I would take advantage of the free uh, Bloody Marys they have. Oh yeah, for uh, for club members, so yeah. I will not complain about those. Yeah, I used to do that with Delta, and then they changed their rules on what it takes to get into the Delta Sky Club, and it was like, ah, fuck you guys. But, but yeah, so we got time for like one more urban legend. I know, uh, Megan, didn't you research some? Were there any that came up as uh, particularly interesting to you? Um, so I did look into Mothman a little bit. Um, uh-huh. 
<laughs> and if we're, just because people have brought it up, but even I was like, that's a little crazy. Um, and I also looked into the Chupacabra, which yes. Yes. I thought was even crazier because actual, well, both the Mothman and the Chupacabra had politicians actually get involved. And like, they're both like semi-recent. So Chupacabra, everyone's like, oh, they associate it with Texas because of that, that <laughs> doctor lady. I forget her name already. Um, but actually the Chupacabra started in, which means goat sucker, which I'm like phrasing, but um, the Chupacabra actually started in Puerto Rico when a bunch of like chickens and um, I don't know who wants, I don't know. We're going to go with Chupacabra, I guess, but the bunch of chickens and goats had puncture wounds on their neck and they were completely drained of blood and all these citizens were like what the fuck's eating our our livestock you know and um basically there was there were briefs going on and politicians and i guess whoever what do they i forget what he was called i think he was like the mayor or like the president basically of puerto rico he was running and he was like, I'm going to hunt this chupacabra. And basically, he hunted it until he was like out of time to hunt it. And I got to get to bed. Okay, thank you. Um, so thank you, David. Um, Hi, David. So, ba so basically, the, the chupacabra thing was in Puerto Rico. And then it got to Texas. And they found... There were sightings of the chupacabra and they found like this dog who looked emaciated and gray. And it sounds like, I don't know if anyone's ever seen an Irish wolfhound, but when mm -hmm. I read the descriptions, it's like an Irish wolfhound with severe mange. And gotcha. Irish wolfhounds are really tall, they're lanky, they're mm -hmm. kind of gray. Um, and that's what everyone was kind of seeing. And then in Texas, uh, this, I think it was a doctor, um, she was basically like, yeah, this chupacabra exists. There's a whole ass museum in Southern Texas. They still can't find the said chupacabra, but a, they even sent like samples to Texas State University. Um, Your future to, alma mater, correct? Yeah, yes. yeah, to see like what the genetic makeup was. And they were like, well, we don't, we can't, we, we can't really tell like, there was like an uncertainty there. Um, when I had the original, I had, I did have notes for the original um, podcast that we were going to do, but basically they didn't, they, the results were inconclusive. There were interviews done. This is in the early two thousands when all this happened. There's um, if you look it up, there's actually like a, like a museum, like taxidermed type looking dog. And it looks like a, gray coyote Staffordshire terrier pit bull kind of mix thing. It's really mm. weird. And it looks like it's, I think it's a dog with mange um, yeah. that people are seeing, but I mean, to, for that to be the MO puncture wounds on the neck, completely drain livestock of blood and then leave the body. Like that's not dog behavior. So who mm. knows? But politicians, ran on it they use it as a political issue in puerto rico that's where it all started huh do you guys do you guys think rake or the slender man is real uh, i don't know about rake uh slender man 
again, one of those things like, I don't know. I think, I think there's probably like the, the actual like, uh, supernatural slender man, maybe not so much. I think that's probably something that actual people have copycatted, you know, to do, but who knows? The thing about the rake that, well, the thing with the rake that kind of gets me wondering is I wonder if it's paranormal in the sense of like, cause you've heard of demonic possession. You've heard of like how demons can kind of take, can manifest into random things or just whatever they're, whatever's near them. I truly think that if, if rakes are real, it's a demon. That's just, in, that's just taking on a physical form of some kind. I mean, everyone says, you know, it's, it's, a, it's online fictitious, a creep pasta, but the thing is I've seen a lot of videos of people claiming they encountered a rake and it's always the sound and the sound is the same. It's, it, it sounds like a, I was probably like a lamb, like a, a rather aggro kind of lamb almost. Okay. But I really think that if rakes are real, they're just, it's just, demonic a demon taking some kind of a form what's a rake so I'll, i can pull up a picture on my phone just to, so you guys can see what it, what what the online community claims it is oh i've seen that yeah right there's also a video of like these uh kids who are uh, in the woods behind their house and they're going in they find like this cabin like this abandoned cabin that's sitting on on uh, their parents's property for that matter well, when they go inside this cabin, and bear in mind it's middle of nowhere, it's somewhere in the countryside, definitely somewhere in America, um, they open this thing up, and it's like you see like like lumber everywhere, and like it looks like a boat or a beat up boat, and then there's like this looks like a little mini office inside of it, and on top of this office you see like this big ass like white alien looking head pop up, and then you hear that same like like that, and uh, they start running, but it sounded like it sounded almost like a rake. It was it was it's like it's and it looks it looks like it looks so good it, it maybe it was a really good fake i don't know maybe but it looked really really convincing just the footage alone looked really convincing because you can tell these kids had like a portable handheld cam and it looked i mean to, to me at least it looked rather genuine but also so genuine that it may, it may be fake yeah well it sounds yeah. like well for one um i'm surrounded by 100 year old oak trees all around my house so that picture of a rake is far less terrifying of a rake that I have to use all through the fucking fall to rake goddamn leaves every day. Um, but it's been a really fun episode. It sounds like uh, I have to like maybe keep going and deep diving into some of these things and do like a maybe eventually if I set up a Patreon or something, just do like some like wild, you know, multi-hour marathon where people call in and talk about their you know rakes and. We can get C-Hapes in here to do a squatch calling, you know, kind of thing. He said that he would only do it if I did, like, a donkey, if I made a donkey noise. And I'm not putting that on the internet. My titties, yes. Donkey noises, no. Yeah, like you said, you have to draw a hard line somewhere. Yes. You know, nipples, great. Donkey noises, like, get out of here, pervert, you know. <laughs> no, you want to hear a disturbing noise, freaking listen to the audio of Attack of Mr. Hands. That shit will give you nightmares. Uh, I've seen the video, and yeah. Oh God, it's, it's rough. It's rough. No, that sh- that shit's disturbing. That shit was. I mean, do you remember? Remember, uh, long like before, uh, when uh, what's it called? When ISIS had just come out, where they had just been like kind of hit the global stage, and they mm-hmm. decapitated uh, decapitated that uh, Korean prisoner they had. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I honestly thought that. Uh, I honestly thought that attack of Mr. Hands was more was more disturbing than that. <laughs> it's uh it's definitely a very jarring video. Yeah. 
Oh, you think? Get your shuck. Getting, get your getting shuck. Like, getting a 24-inch dick shoved up your ass? Yeah, that is a rather... Uh, <clears throat> oh, Megan yeah. must not know about the Mr. Hands video. It's uh, essentially it? like um, like what you thought the donkey lady story was going to be, but it's a horse and a guy. And the horse essentially like fucks a guy to death. So... Like he survived thanks, the encounter. Thanks, Davy. Super dark note to end this one on. But, my holes uh, hurt. Like all the holes that I have hurt. He survived. Here's the thing. He survived the session, but would later die of internal injuries. Mm-hmm. He pretty much bled out internally. Mm-hmm. Because like uh, his uh, essentially like his like rectal tract was ripped away from the rest of his body. Anyways, enough of that nonsense. Davey, thanks for calling in. No, no problem. Megan, <laughs> let everybody know where they can find you. Thanks for joining me tonight. Where can, where can everybody find you? They can find me on the internet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you can find me. I'm Megan Bross on Facebook. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Shut Up Meg. That, Shut. Was, a, that was a good one to get, by the way. Thank you. Um it all started in boot camp, but uh, shut is spelled S H U T, obviously, but then up is U U P P, and then Meg. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So when uh, when do you start school? I start school in August. Great, great. And are, uh, I don't think you said. Are you going to have to move, or is it, are you fine being in Austin? Um, I am going to have to move, but not right away because my first semester, I only have two labs that I have to be there for in person. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Go check her, go find her online, subscribe to her OnlyFans. I mean, she is trying to work her way through college now, you know, so (laughs) trying to become a doctor. Go help out the future Dr. Megan. So anyways, it was a fun show. I definitely got to do some more deep diving into some of the stuff because it gets pretty fun and uh, an, hour, an hour goes by pretty quick yeah, so again everybody knows like subscribe on youtube uh rate review on itunes and spotify also i forgot to mention i do have a sponsor surprisingly maybe not after the mr hands description but um <laughs> actually i think you'd be fine with it because he makes hats like this that say free hugs and butt plugs Oh, hell yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, so so uh, I'm sure you've probably seen all over the internet the hats that say, show me that butthole. Yeah, so that's that's them. That's our sponsor, uh, repcps.com. I've had Dave on the show before. Super nice guy. Really interesting story about how that all started. Um, but guy makes an incredible living selling hats with like that kind of shit on them. Uh, so go to repcps.com, use promo code Nooner, get 10% off. You're supporting him. He's a great guy. You're supporting the show. So, yeah, definitely go check them out. Uh, goes a long way. But, again, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, Davey, thanks for calling in. C. Hapes called in earlier. Thanks. Megan, thanks for your extensive research. And, uh, again, go find her online. Support a uh, working college student. So, thanks, guys. Good night. Good night.